Hello and welcome to the News Burst, where we delve in with a spoon to the custard of news, uh, trying to avoid the lumpy bits. Um, unfortunately, this week the custard is pretty thin. Uh, we haven't got a great deal to talk about, but um, I have got a co-host with me, uh, Drew. Hello. Um, no Justin this week. Uh, well, not at the moment. He may he may jump in during the course of the show. Uh, we shall see. Uh, how are you anyway? I'm doing pretty good. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we've been playing anything for Phoenix Down and yeah, yeah. I'm playing a lot of um, uh, Blue Dragon for Phoenix. Oh, Down. you're still on that, aren't you, with Ken? Oh yeah, we're. This is going to be a long game. <laughs> I had. I I think I had that game once on the three six. Oh, obviously on the three sixty. Duh. Yeah. Um, a long, long time ago, and I remember it being quite good, but I can also remember not getting past about five hours. Eh, I mean, I've made it, I think I'm about six and a half hours in right now. Um, haven't finished this one yet. Uh, Ken just texted me this morning saying he just hit this two. How many discs are there? Three, isn't there? Uh, there's three discs, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, from what the, the how long to beat we go by, it's saying around 48 hours. Um, I don't know if it's going to be that long. We'll, we'll find out. Um, how long to beat usually estimates a little higher than normal. Okay. Uh, so so how, is that some sort of website that aggregates completion times? or? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a community-driven website. It's really cool. Um, it, anybody can say, I played through this game. This is how long it took me. Uh, and uh, they, they kind of compile it all together and make an average of how long it usually takes someone to beat a game. Um, and they have like uh, different... Uh, Mode. So, like, if you just playing through the story takes this long, and the completionist takes this long to do, and stuff like that. They, it's it's actually a really cool site, and they have practically every game I can imagine on it. So, well, okay. Well, I had no idea there was any type of site like that out there. No, oh, yeah. So. <laughs> Fucking internet. <laughs> Everything's on there, dude. So, I believe was it show one just went up, or was it show two? Uh, no. Point one, wasn't it? Uh, twenty one point one. That was me and Matt finishing binary domain. Oh wow. Okay. So this one is a whole new one that you're going to be starting next week. Yes. This will be number twenty two. Fuck about. That's a lot you've done. That's twenty two games over the span of about sixty episodes. How the hell do you find time to do this stuff? Right. Along with the reviews, this Phoenix Down and the show. That's I don't know where you do you actually work. I I, I I sure do work. I promise you, I do. <laughs> I just um, I don't know. I've got a lot more time since you know the whole girlfriend thing fell through, and no, I guess. It, but then you were still doing a load of stuff before that. That's true. It was. It's a fine balance of. I don't. You know. just love your work. I do. I love doing what I do. It's good to hear. Um, if you're interested, I have been uh, playing Don't Starve a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I played a little bit of that this morning, actually. Um, I got it. I made it to the third or fourth day. I um, uh, I don't know whether Ken sent you the because I'm reviewing it for the site and yeah. I have completed the reel. I don't know whether Ken sent it over to you, um, but that uh, that game, I'm not, the game is something else. It's it's. I mean, I'm I'm not into Minecraft. Um, I, I, I respect Minecraft. I think. What Minecraft has done to for gaming is without measure. Um, I also I'm fond of Terraria, but I'm not into Terraria in that way. Um, there's something something that draws me into Don't Starve. It is essentially a, the same kind of game, just on a just skewed slightly, right. you know, just with a like a little twist. And the fact that it doesn't hold your hand the fact that you are literally said given the instruction you need to eat you need to protect yourself and that's it that's all you've got and you're free to do what you want is amazing to me and the accomplishment that i got when i got to about um, day 18 and 19 was i haven't felt that well way in a game for a long time it's like that's oh my god i've done it and then i stick on Last night, live from PlayStation, and there's a guy streaming on day 118. Oh, and it's like, how on earth? Because it becomes such a juggling act. Um, you know, you've, you've got to 
keep food in your, your inventory. You've got to um, explore places. You've got to keep your sanity up. You've got to do all these things. And it is total juggling act. You, you know, what do you favor? What is the most important thing? And exploring is uh, a double-edged sword because um, you can find yourself getting carried away with it. So you, you, you think, I'm going to go north this day and I'm going to look for some berries or I'm going to look for some, um, you know, rabbits to, to cook or whatever. And you end up finding something you never expected and that takes you off on a tangent. All of a sudden, night's drawing in. You've not got any of what you wanted. You've got to sort of get back to your camp or at least make some kind of makeshift camp. Um, and it's it's such a weird game, but thoroughly mesmerizing. Does, I am having a great time with it. Now, I know you mentioned on the podcast that there is a way to see a map. Yes, yeah, it's the, the um, touchscreen. You just press the touchpad. Oh, holy shit. They, I wish they would have told me that while I was playing. Admittedly, that I mean, that's, uh, I guess, there is, I think there is a how-to-play option, and that might give you the controls, but I am noticing now that if you press the touchscreen on any type of game, it brings up the map. <laughs> okay. So I, I never touched that sucker because I'm afraid it might do something I don't want it to do. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. It's like I keep fumbling around with the... I love the PlayStation 4 controller. I, I really do. It's probably the best controller that's ever been made. But bugging me is it awkward when you're, you're trying to press the options button or the share button or the touch. It's it's unfamiliar territory. I'm going to yeah. have to get used to it. Um, and, yeah, I completely agree. What happens if I touch it? Well, I'm going to break it. Because if you touch the touchpad in Battlefield when you're on multiplayer, you bring up the battle log. And you don't want fucking that while you're playing Battlefield. Uh, but uh, multiplayer, you want to crack on. You, uh, you normally, I, I press it because I think, oh, I need to get, I want to get the score list. I want to get the the leaderboard, and it doesn't. It brings up battle log, and it's like, oh, for fuck's sake! So it is kind of that learning curve that we'll all have to get used to at some point. Well, yeah, I just um, not having a start and select button is what's throwing me off the most. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. We'll get used to it. The share button is incredibly handy, and it's um, I think it's it's brilliant. You know, though, all those times when I've thought, fuck me, if only I could find some way of airing what just happened because it was incredibly awesome is just a button press away. And I think that sort of features, with some clever updating um, on the software side, the firmware side of things, I think that sort of feature is really going to stand out in the sort of uh, coming sort of six months when they can tweak the operating system a bit, tweak it so it works a little bit better, um, gives it more features and functions. The ability to share things on YouTube and onto other services other than Facebook and Twitter, I think is going to be really crucial. And the ability maybe to, uh, when you edit a clip, edit um, multiple parts of the same clip and thread them together. Whereas at the moment you can only edit one part of the clip from one start point to an end to have multiple start points or multiple clips at, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Multiple clips out of one clip. So uh, that would be quite cool. Um, so we will we will get on with the news. As I say, there's not a great deal, to be fair, to talk about, um, which is handy scenes at the moment. There's only two of us. Um, we'll start off with, um, I mean, I don't know how much of the news this is and who actually really <laughs> cares now, but um, SimCity has uh, finally got an offline mode or an official offline mode uh, nearly a year after it came out. Now, uh, I can remember the debacle of the launch of that game. And the first thing that they cried out for, even before it was released, was this offline mode. When it was discovered, it was only going to be online. And um, I can also remember about a week after release, some guy doing something to turn it off. Yeah, apparently it's taken Maxis. Is it Maxis? Yeah, it's Maxis. Yeah. Yeah. Taking Maxis a year to get it done. Um, does this change the perception of SimCity? Think for uh, people who have been put off by it. Do you think people are just done with it now, um, or do you think it's not enough? You know, people were dismayed because the maps were so small, and because the whole point was to play online, they strangleholded you so that you couldn't get all of the resources from one map. You had to work with other people. Is you know is is this too little, too late? Um, I mean, <clears throat> only time will tell. But I don't think 
um, I don't think there, it's going to be that big of a deal. I don't think there's that many people playing that game anymore. Well, I think with... Will it get with people it back unlocked, into it? Uh, I well, doubt it. I mean, you might have people think, oh, finally, I can maybe play a game. How, I mean, how are they going to... How are they going to manage it so that you can get all of the resources? Because if you're playing offline mode, you're not getting your, um, you know, your, your water or your, your recycling or your power from another city because you're playing on your own. Is that actually going to make the game better? Because I should imagine at this point with, as you say, there's probably barely anyone playing it. Was there anyone to play with? I mean, if you've got a group of friends together how many of you are still actually playing that game together where it's it, it's progressing you as, as a city because maybe your other friends have gone and you're, you're struggling to get the resources you need? Yeah, I, I don't... You know, the, that's what Maxis always claimed was that we can't have an offline mode because, you know, it's it, the game is essential to have online. And... I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, obviously, they're going to have to do, change some infrastructure around and stuff like that and how the game actually plays because otherwise, what are they even going to do? Mm. I, I mean, they must have. I mean, that's. I mean, the, 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 the point is, is that that's what they've said. This it hasn't been an easy fix. This is something that changes the core mechanic of the game. We can't just flick a switch and make it offline. Uh, admittedly, the guy who had hacked it literally did flick a switch but that was one guy you know that doesn't represent um the game play experience for everybody else when they're all playing together or in this case on their own uh so i can and i can see why they wanted to do it but do you think at this with this point with it being so long after launch would they have been better not bothering and just standing by the convictions and going with it instead of pandering to it because the next thing people are going to ask is well, can we have bigger cities now, please? I, I mean, and that's something else I have to deal with. Well, I mean, they, they, I'm sure they're probably thinking about expansions and things like that. I'm guessing they are. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I think um, should they just sit down and cut their losses and say, "Fuck it, let's just work on another game," or <laughs> or who's going to buy some city game at this point? Yeah, I mean, have they tarnished their name that bad now? That's, you know, it's ugh. people are getting excited for The Sims. Uh, with the with the the Sims Four, um, although it's been delayed, obviously, but it's it it was you know people were kind of excited for it. Um, I don't even know if the Sims carries the same weight as it did. I mean, I haven't played it properly since Sims Two, and is that what the kids play nowadays? I mean, it all seems to be Candy Crush and Angry Birds has. As the Sims time, because uh, I mean that's what made the Sims popular. It was it was people who didn't normally play games yeah. sitting at a PC that could run it because it. I mean, at least Sims one and two were relatively um, uh, low powered, so they didn't need a um, you know a, amazing graphics cards and processors and shit. And kids and stuff, teenagers playing this game. That's I mean, they're on other things now, so. Maybe The Sims as a brand, not just SimCity, but The Sims, has has lost a little bit. And again, this situation with SimCity has maybe tarnished the whole brand. Um, I, I don't know. It's, I mean, they spent a lot of money on it. It looked really exciting when they first showed it off. And then all of the bad news came with it. And I, I was really interested for about a month. Yeah. And, and then all of this shit came out. And I was thinking, well... The last time I can remember having real fun on a SimCity game was on the Super Nintendo. Um, <laughs> you know, that's that, that. You know, I can remember leaving my console on while I went out to work, so that my seat, and then coming back and Godzilla had attacked it. I was like, "Fuck!" Um, you know that. That's you kind of want to cre- recreate that, but in a way that took out all the shit, like the fucking water pipes and all that stuff you didn't want to deal with it was was not the fun part of it and they've they said well this is what we're doing we're doing that we're getting rid of all of the um all the shit and we're giving you the fun but we also want you to connect completely online and that's going to affect your gameplay um and it's going to mean that it's not going to be the same experience you had but without the shit it's going to be um 
a different experience without the shit, but with more shit added. It seemed to be odd. Mm, yeah. I don't know. It's they 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 changed it up too much, and I think that it um, it kind of bit them in the ass. Yeah, EA is going to have a weird year this year. They're either going to turn it around, something's going to happen, everything's going to be fantastic because they've done something right and it's worked well, or they're going to die on their ass. Yeah, well, EA's had a rough rough year. Yeah, yeah, last they year. have. So that's their own fault. Oh yeah. I mean, it's you know, they... and it it doesn't help. We are literally encouraging the shit that they pull. We, I mean, things like uh, Battlefield not working. I mean, that was a big, big story, obviously last year, um, and it's still. I mean, the a, a PS4 patch came out this week. It's fixed some things. It's still technically not working the way it should, but it's slightly better. But you're talking about three months from launch. We are still buying that game, and we are essentially saying to them we don't mind if you sell us a game that isn't finished well i mean that's what early access is completely on steam and i think it's wrong i really do you are paying them to fair enough i understand why early access is there it's to help guide and fund the development to its completion but you, it, it's but games like Battlefield and all of these games have been fucked because of server issues or this, that, and the other, or it's not actually ready to go. That's not early access. That we shouldn't be paying for that shit. No. You know, it's it when it come, when we put the disc in, it should work. Of course, there are going to be glitches, but not to this extent. And it is that early access stuff that's causing it because we, you know, people see things like Daisy sell. And Minecraft is, I mean, Minecraft was the first, let's face it, but it was an ex, it was something different. It was, um, it was the first of its kind, so to speak. And it, the guy making that was, wasn't about to... Oh, shit, I fell out of my chair, sorry. Is that your fucking chair? <laughs> this fucking chair, man, I gotta fucking Why fix this. Why are you this. not gonna get a new chair? You were meant to get a new chair weeks ago. I know, I know, I still haven't got it yet. <laughs> Yeah, this You're thing gonna is, kill yourself on the, one. You're gonna be. We're gonna one of these shows, either Air Phoenix Down or M4G podcast. You're gonna go, and then that's it. You're dead. You're gonna I, break your neck. You're gonna die live on air. Well, I don't think it's happening anymore because now it's a stool. <laughs> so, wow. Okay, that was fun. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's not even a foot drop, so I'm I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, okay. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, so it's. And that was different. I mean, Notch had the game's interest at heart. He wanted to make that the best he could. And, you know, he thrived on the challenges that people who had access to that at the early stages bore. And that's the thing. But early access, it is. I mean, look at Broken Age. I mean, how they've got away with this because, you know, we kickstart. And double farm or double farm kickstart, we give them lots of money, the most amount of money. They then come on and say, We need more money because we've run out, so we're going to split this game in two. And then they wheel out about four famous people that they've paid a fortune to get voices for. And you think, Oh, well, that's why you've run out of money. Elijah Wood and what's his name from Star Trek's in it. For fuck's sake. All right. I'm going to have to stop the recording real quick. Okay. What are you I, done? I've got a phone call. So hang oh, on. Okay. We'll be right back. Now. And we're back. Okay. Back in the room. Um, we'll get over the this thing. This, this, it's a whole can of worms. I don't. I see the point of early access in some instances. I don't think it's. I, this is where the industry should be going. It is giving. Uh, bigger developers carte blanche to just get a game out there, make money from it, and then fix it, and then it doesn't get fixed properly, and we're the ones that lose out. Um, but we'll run on because this story has got more legs than I thought it had. So yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll move that one, um, and we'll go on to this one. Now this one's of interest to you. Um, Outlast is coming to PS Plus subscribers in February. Yeah. Now you 
for your charity drive for Operation Supply Drop, um, played this game yes. uh, as part of your marathon, uh, to which some of it I watched, and I have absolutely no desire to play this fucking <laughs> game because I, I, I would love to watch somebody else watch it. Um, I think it's brilliant. Uh, that that this is a game coming. It's going to look amazing on the PS4. Hopefully, yeah. Um, the game is. I think. I mean, I'm a massive found footage horror fan. You know, me and Paranormal Activity, we're like that. We're tight. But um, I am a pussy. I cannot play horror games. I really can't. I, I Dead Space freaked me out. I couldn't complete that game because the the bit where uh, have you played Dead Space? Yeah. The bit where the tentacle first grabs you from the wall. Um, and you have to shoot it. That was it. That's as far as I got. I couldn't do any more. My nerves could not take it. I'm a, a yes, I am a pussy. I don't care. Um, but I think it's great that it's coming. Obviously, it's debuting on the PS4. Um, you think it's a great game. You know, you've played it a couple of times. Um, the experience of watching you play it was hilarious to me. Uh, and obviously, the viewers that you had at the time, everyone seemed to think it was funny. Oh, yeah. Now, it continues to show what value PS Plus has, not just on the PS4, uh, but obviously if you have the Vita and the PS3, the, you know, it, it's threefold. You know, you're getting a game, you know, a, well, what are you getting? Two, three PS3 games, you're getting one PS4 game, you're getting two Vita games. It's, it's incredible for the asking price. But my... How is this going to affect games going forward in the fact that, you know, so we've seen Don't Starve come out and that has done incredibly well. I mean, the game's been out on PC for, uh, came out sort of first half of last year, I believe. Um, It's not a new game, but it's came out at a time when people were looking for new console stuff because they've played through the bits and pieces that they've got. And all of a sudden there's this new game. Uh, Clay were incredibly clever to get their game out there at that time to arrange it with Sony because everyone's talking about it. Yeah. But Outlast is hitting February. And so it'll be probably February stroke March there's a lot more competition as you get into March. Yeah. Um, you've got, obviously you've got things like Tomb Raider coming out this month, not a big issue. Uh, to be fair, it'll be a great game, I'm sure, but it's not one that people are going to bend over backwards, if especially if they've already played it. Um, you've got Diablo 3, same instance, you know, you're not going to bend over, but you have also got Drive Club coming out in March. You've got, um, uh, what's that game that you like? Um, Infamous. We like, I'll say you like, Infamous. <coughs> infamous, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you have got possibly Watch Dogs not that far after. Um, is something like a little indie game going to get lost in it? Is its only chance of... Is it... Is it not doing itself a favour by being free? I mean, how does this stuff work? Do Sony pay them? Do It's just the extra... Um, or do they not? Or is the you know, the exposure enough for them to carry them through sales after the the deal is done? Uh, um, I don't think it's that. I think I don't know how it works. I may be completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure Sony is paying the developers of these free games like Clay and um, um, I think it's Red Barrels um, who made Outlast. I think they pay them to have have it free on PlayStation Plus, I think the people who aren't making any money off of it, Sony themselves. So, how does... I mean, you, I can see why games like... You know, when you've got your big level games, you know, when, with the PS3, you see it all the time. I mean, you guys got Bioshock at the moment. Um, you can see why publishers allow those to go on, because in some aspects, it can sell additional stuff. So, for example, Bioshock Infinite, free on PS Plus will probably sell um, some DLC on the back of that. Yeah. Borderlands 2, 
going to sell a lot of DLC on the back of that because there's a lot of it there. You know, you can see why they put out, you know, interest has waned a little. People have moved on from it. It's still a great deal because they're still fresh enough in people's mind. Or Borderlands out only came out the other year and Bioshock Infinite, that's less than a year old. It's, you know, it's great for Sony because it shows how good that value is um, for you know, the value proposition for PS Plus. Uh, but I don't know how well it will do Sony going forward, especially with the PS4, because they can't issue out these top-line games. And, you know, it's... I don't know whether they're, they're out doing themselves out of something in the long term. Uh, I mean, it, what's ended up happening is is that it seems like almost everything that's that's releasing digitally on the PlayStation 4 is free. That's... I mean... Also, I mean, I've seen this um, myself, and it's the I don't want to buy this because it may be free syndrome because I've been bitten with the Vita. Now, admittedly, the Vita has less of a library than the PS3, but that can also be said for the PS4. I bought games on the Vita for them only a month or two later. This is the Vita's. I've stopped buying with the exception of Tearaway, because I, that will be free at some point, yeah. probably six or eight months down the line, but that's going to be free because that's an awesome game. I don't care. I'm happy to pay the 20 quid. I paid for that. That's a different thing. But I have stopped making impulse purchases on the Vita because I'm so worried that next month it's going to be one of the free games. And is that going to happen with the PS4 when you've got a catalogue that is very, very small to start off with? Are people going to think, well, I might not buy this, you know, I might not buy Tomb Raider Definitive Edition because, you know, let's look at the history. Square Enix have let Sony get Deus Ex and Hitman. Are they going to let them get that? I mean, I'm sure down the line that that would be a viable option. I guess it's just weighing up your desire to play the game based over time. I mean, that's the same way with, you know, uh, hell, Amazon used to do that stuff. I mean, they don't do it as much anymore, but, you know, you a new game would come out October 1st, and by October 15th, you could pick it up somewhere for thirty nine ninety nine. You know, and I mean, it, do I wait three weeks and get it cheaper, or do I want to get it now? You know, and I think... Uh, a lot of things come into play with it. Like, um, are my friends getting this game? Does it have online multiplayer? You know, how long is that community going to be going? That mm. kind of thing. But a single player, like a, a role playing game or something like that. I mean, you might as well just wait. I mean, I hate to say that. And I know there's people out there that condemn that, that thought process, but you got to keep in mind, uh, video gaming is a hobby that is not very cheap. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely right. And uh, you know, people are like always oh, hurting the developers and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't think it's hurting the developers at all. They're still getting their copies sold from a retail store. You know, I just, I, I mean, this, this is not my problem. You know, this is that, that's, I mean, that it's not the consumer's problem. That everybody wants to blame the consumer, but it's not. I just think that it's a great service. I, I mean, admittedly, I bought. And I'll rue it. I know I will. I bought Bitrip Runner on the Vita because, God, that game is amazing. And that game is actually fantastically fitting for pick up and play. Um, it was only £5. And I thought, you know what? And as I was going through the process of buying it, I it was straight, it was coming through me. It was going, you're going to regret this is going at some point to be free. And I just thought, you know what, it doesn't matter. And I guess that's how you look at it. Your desire to play a game there and pay money for it, d- depending on the price that you're paying. I mean, for me, £5 isn't a massive amount, and so I'm willing to take that risk. You know, something like Killzone Mercenaries, I want to play that. Not enough so I'm going to pay £30. I'll wait till it goes on to the free service, because it will. Yeah. You know, it's especially, I mean, with the Vita, it's, again, a smaller library. Um, you know, you can pretty much guarantee that The Last of Us is going to be free on PS3 at some point. Probably the same as uh, Heavy Rain or Beyond or something that Sony third party, uh, you know, God of War Ascension. They're all going to make it. And, and as you, you're probably right that it's your desire to play that game at the time of its release over how much you're going to pay to play that game and whether you want to chance it. Because you could also say that 
you know, as much chances I've got of being on that service, it's got as much chances not being on that service. So it's all, you know, it's, I mean, in actual fact, I'm really surprised that something like Heavy Rain hasn't already gone on there. They actually are quite good about not being too biased over first party games, which is, is quite good. You know, they come one, come all by the looks of it. Yeah. But, you know, it looks like it's going to be, um, obviously, well, we know it's going to be Outlast for February. There's a very good chance it's going to be Drive Club for March, um, which means two cracking months for PS Plus subscribers. Oh, yeah. And it's quite good because I um, I got uh, a year's subscription for the price, price of three months due to the ineptitude of somebody who works in a shop. Yeah, I, um, I got my, I got a extra... PS Plus year membership for, I want to say 20, 25, somewhere around there, whenever during the Black Friday sale. Nice. And I was like, yep, I'm set till 2015. Me too. I had went in there to get a three-month card, and it was a store that isn't a game store. They just happened to stock them. Um, and they came back, gave it to me, I paid for it, walked out the door, and they'd give me a 365-day one instead of a 90-day. <laughs> Uh-oh. I love it when that happens. Uh, it doesn't happen very often. Okay, so, um, Hello Games. We spoke a few weeks ago about the unfortunate incident with uh, the flooding at the Hello Games office. Um, this happened over the Christmas time. Uh, their office is based in Guildford, outside of London. And as a lot of people know, uh, especially if you live in the UK, we had some terrible weather. And their offices got flooded, and then their insurance companies decided not to be paying out, mm. which was, a, you know, is a you know the horrible, horrible situation. As I said on the podcast, then to go through that is bad enough. To then be told you're not covered is is crippling. However, they have this week come out and said that um, they've been in, they've assessed the damage, and that No Man's Sky will not be delayed. Now, it's fine to say that, but we also have to bear in mind that they never gave us a, a release date. Yeah. So um, it could just be them putting on a brave face, uh, which is fine. You know, the fact is it they didn't give us a release date. We saw a brief taste of what we can expect, but not when to expect it. So it, it you know what? I think it's nice that they've come out and they say put a brave face on we're okay, we're doing all right, We've, we haven't lost as much, you know, we haven't lost that much, um, everything's backed up, or this, that, and the other, and we are still going to be on track for a release date, we're just not going to tell you when that is. So it could have been, they could be six months, they could be a year behind schedule, um, and we'll never know, but fair play to them, get back on, on that horse, get going, because I think that game is going to make that studio a massive amount of money. Yeah. That, and yeah, that's when there's such looking. a small studio and you know, what's going to happen is that they're going to get a, you, they Sony and Microsoft are going to fight over that exclusivity. They're going to have publishers bang down their door, wanting to get this game out. Um, because it could be that this is more than a digital game. It might need a retail thing. Unlike Joe danger, which can be self published. So, you know, they, the fact that they've come out, said they're fine, said that they're all on track, is only going to keep these uh, developers or interested parties interested. And, you know, good luck to them. Yeah. I want to see that game. That game, it's always, it's always, you know, when you see something like that, it's easy to say, oh, that looks amazing. And you don't know because you're only seeing just a small part of it. But the imagination and scope that they are, promising with this could really be something special um unlike doing pre-orders say for a game that no one's actually seen yet yeah and we'll i mean we could talk about that briefly i don't know too much about it other than the fact that twitter broke over it um for those that don't know um game informer um ran a uh, cover this month with a game called evolve which is made by the guys uh guys who made left for dead two or was it all both of them it might have been both of them i'm pretty sure they were made by the same people and it's going to be a similar kind of thing but it's got aliens in it and so they run this cover story cover goes out on there and then a couple of days later evolve evolve said yeah we're doing pre-orders here's your bonuses 
no one has in well there are people that have seen that game obviously no one in the public has seen that game yet they're asking you to lay down cash what the fuck what the fuck is wrong with this thing uh, i mean they did that shit they've done that stuff with other things i mean i know somebody who had a pre-order on what, what was it uh star trek or not star trek star wars 1313 and yeah but you when they announced that you at least saw something. You saw a screenshot. You saw a couple no, of screenshots. No, that was it. They, there was a video that went with it. Yeah, that's still. And that's something. This is complete. Nothing has been seen. No videos. Um, a cover of a, a games a publication. A good games publication. Nevertheless, just a cover. And yet they're asking for, uh, you know. Talk about shooting your load early. Wouldn't you want to wait until you've got a trailer out there uh, so that you can tack on pre-order at the end? Don't expect people to lay down. It's only going to put a bad taste in people's mouths. You know Why are they wanting us to pre-order? So when we haven't seen anything yet, yeah. that's a bit dodgy. And that's the thing. You're gonna, people are going to now not pre-order this game because just because to piss them off. <laughs> and it's like, you know what the internet's like? You know, Ken complains about it every week about the internet being a bunch of pissy dicks. It's because we are. We're all a bunch of pissy dicks, and we've all got our be in the bonnet. And if you piss us off, off like that, we'll 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 cut off our own nose to spite our face. Yeah. Uh, it's. I, I just think it's ridiculous. It, it, it's this early. Ac- it's the same lines as this early access stuff. There, companies being presum- presumptuous, and you in this industry now with it, how it is at the moment. You don't want that. You want to. You want these companies want to be begging us to buy their games. They don't want to be presuming that we're going to anyway. Yeah. So it's you know. But anyway, uh, we shall move on. Um, uh, f- firstly, I would like to apologise for the tune that is running around your head right now. Um, I purposely picked the tune that opened the show because I'm a cunt. And I knew you guys would end up humming that tune. Uh, but it is down to the next story, which is Tetris is coming to Xbox One and PS4 this year in time for its 30th anniversary. Now, I don't know what's scarier. The fact that I'm actually quite excited about a new Tetris or the fact that it's 30 it's, years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's that. Uh, that um, it blows my mind that that game not only is that old but is still that relevant. Where it actually probably, as long as it's done well, sell well. You know, you don't need to mess about with Tetris too much. I mean, EA tried and they did fail miserably. Um, Ubisoft now have the rights, so they're going to be publishing it, um, and they've only got to give us Tetris. Yeah, and that's all they have to do. It's kind of, you know, this easiest gig in this industry. So, fair play to them. Uh, I'll look forward to it. And if they're really smart, they'll make it a downloadable title, you know. Not a full-price retail game, one that you can get on the uh, the stores and and be done with it. A nice little price point, that'll sell really well. I think, um, yeah, I think it's going to be, I th- you know, it's Tetris. And if, you know... I know you mentioned that I do have to mention this. I have um, it's EA published. I don't know who made it, but it's a Tetris. I, th- I think it's just called Tetris, and it's on the uh, on my Android phone. Okay, that might be EA. I think yeah. Yeah, it was EA. I remember it popping up, but um, it was actually really good. It had a few new things like some tricks and stuff like that that you could do, and I thought that was pretty fun, especially for a mobile game. Um. But yeah, with is Tetris. Is that Tetris Blitz? No, it's not Tetris Blitz. I think there it, is a Tetris. Is there a Tetris Blitz? Yeah, I'm sure there is. I remember I got that for my iPhone, and it kept bugging me to top up with my bloody in in app purchases, so I deleted it. Um, I mean, Tetris has been through some rough times. I mean, as I say, there are some poor examples of uh, that game. Uh, I think one of the best ones I can remember playing was Tetris on the N64. Um, I can't even remember what the name of that one was. It Tetris World or Tetris sixty? It might have been Te- was it Tetris sixty four? It could have been. I don't know. I remember loving that game, and of course, no one had a Game Boy without Tetris because it came with it pretty much. So um, that 
that game was a game that just kept on giving. There was, it was perfect. There was no end to it. Um, the 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 level, uh, the well, the level difficulty, the 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 curve of its difficulty was perfect. Um, you were forever chasing that better score, those extra lines that you know the further that you got and. Yeah, I think we're ready for another one. I think we're ready for it to be dazzled by it again and, and inspire a whole generation so that they can see that Tetris was a real game, not just something on the mobile phone that was sucking at your wallet like some kind of dollar sign vampire. Um, I think it'll be cool. I'm, uh, I'm excited, and I will most certainly get it on the PS4 when it comes out. Uh, and we shall end the show with kind of i mean i'm sure everyone's seen this news um nintendo had a earnings call this week and have severely slashed the forecast for the wii u and 3ds not so much the 3ds although it is i find it weird that they have slashed their sales forecast i thought it was doing incredibly well um but essentially the the wii u is the is the black sheep here uh they had originally projected nine million sales uh was it the end of march wasn't it i, I think right. i can't remember um from from nine million to 2.8 mm. that's that that's that's scary that's yeah that's significant i mean if you look at it um you know, after last week and the news that we had that both um, Sony and both Sony and Microsoft had sold more than that in three in less than in less than a month, yeah, almost. Oh, well, actually, it's just over a month. But that's what what this is Nintendo. They used to make consoles, and you know, they killed Sega. It's like, well, with the help of Sony, but um, it's like 2.8 million. Uh, You know what they say. That's not a lot of Wii's we use. Pride comes before the fall. Well, I mean, they also dropped the um, 3DS sales from 18 to 13.5. Now, 13.5 is still, you know, it's a nice number, you know. By the end of March, they will have 13.5 3DSs out there. And, and that's that's fine. I mean, that console will be two years old. Is it two years old? Yeah, it will be two years old at that point. The 3DS? Uh, yeah. It's older than that. Is it really? Oh, God, yeah. Let me look. i got to look that up now. Now I thought I'm it was like 2012. When the 3DS came out? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not. I may be wrong. Mm-hmm. Let me see here. Released February 26, 2011. Oh, so three years. Okay. Um, obviously, as you get older, time goes by more quickly. Um, <laughs> so three years. And that's, you know, that's fair enough. But it shocks me that in a year and a bit, they hadn't sold three million Wii U's. It doesn't shock me, to be fair. It's just, I don't know, it makes something sad. It makes you feel sad, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean... I've got a Wii U. And all right, I don't play it a massive amount. I don't regret the purchase. I think that the games that I got for it, actually, I'm I kind of I'm happy with. You know, I picked up 3D Mario 3D and Zelda and um, and Rayman, and I'm really excited for for Mario Kart. But at this point, you look at those figures and you think, I mean, Mario Kart's what they, they say spring. So you're talking March, April, May time. That's not enough. That's not going and. Donkey Kong isn't going to bloody shift units. There are two things that will. Well, actually, there are three. There's Zelda, there's Mario, and there's Mario Kart. And Mario's taken a stab at it and can't shift units. You've got Mario Kart, which is... I mean, you look at how many copies of Mario 7 sold. You know, that was a massive, massive seller. And Zelda's not... Zelda's probably not even coming out this year. Yeah. So... You've got to look at that. I think that's this console is is a GameCube all over again. It's the Wii all over again. I mean, but uh, minus the cells, because I mean, if everybody looks at your GameCube and your Wii, you own tops fifteen games for it, mm. and it wasn't your main console. No, I mean the Wii. 
had positioned itself as a second console. And in all honesty, I had a Wii and I switched it on that three times. I played bowling and tennis and turned it off and never had it on again. Um, the Wii U is more than that, I think. I think the gamepad's cool, it's, but it's the wrong market at the wrong time. I mean, they looked at it and thought, well, everyone likes these iPads. Let's give them one of those with our console, not realising that it's not the same experience. And uh, um, people already have iPads. They don't need a gamepad. Um, the marketing was all wrong, but it's still a Nintendo console. It works well. I mean, the interface is like, I mean, you look at that interface on a Wii U. No one does interface like that. You know, it's so lovely. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, you know, you look at Sony's and you look at uh, Microsoft's, it's very clinical. Squares here and info here. When you look at the Wii U, it's like, they're like beckoning you. Come join us. Have some fun. And it, it you know, it, it, they it just too high a price point, poorly marketed, and the loss of third party support is I mean, that is a cripple crippler. Um and yes, the Wii U could potentially be a second console, but not when it's almost as much as the first console. I I, now, said, I, I mean the Wii U I mean, aside from the Wii U, I mean, Nintendo itself. I said this before they even announced the Wii U when we were talking about what the next consoles would be. If Nintendo really wanted to have a successful system, it would have been difficult to do because of how the 360 was established. You know, there's there's people out there who got so accustomed to playing on the 360 and all their friends were on the 360. That you won't be able to sway them, even if you know the the PS4 was going to be cheaper as hell, and even if the PS4 had free online play, mm. the mere fact that they're used to an Xbox console and that they're yeah. all their friends are on those, that's where they're going to go. So yeah. that's that's one hurdle they have to go over. But if Nintendo really wanted to be successful in this, they needed to make a system. That was identical to the PS4 and the Xbox One, and and a lot of people were like, "Well, that doesn't that doesn't help them out at all." No, it does because see, here's the thing: people want traditional video games, you know. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I, and then everybody, when I start talking like this to people, they'll be like, "But the Wii U has that," and I'm like, "Yeah, just shut up for a minute. I understand <laughs> it has a controller, but what I'm saying is." They need to make something that is almost identical to the PS4 and the Xbox One because then the developers will say, okay, then there's not much difference between Call of Duty Ghost on the PS4 and on the Wii U. So that gives them that edge of, okay, so we're exactly like the competition. We're not downgrading. Yeah. All right. Then the thing that helps them out the most is that they have these killer apps. You know, they have the Mario that you can't get anywhere else. You got the Zelda. You got Pokemon. They want to sell fucking Wii U's? They want me to buy a Wii U? You give me a a for real Pokemon game in 3D on the Wii U. I'll buy one that day it comes out. And that will sell units. Because if you look at Pokemon on the 3DS, it sells like gangbusters. I don't know why they want to make that exclusively for their, you know, handheld systems, but I think it's hurting them. Well, I mean, I do agree with you in the fact that um, by being a generation essentially behind, it's crippled them because, yeah, if you've got an infrastructure, I mean, even Sony and Microsoft were smart enough to make the infrastructure of the new consoles like a PC. Yeah. Because it means that you're not going to have... I mean, you look at the last generation. The last generation will be remembered for the, you know, comparisons. So, look, this porting's better on the PS3. This porting's better on the 360. Um, You don't get that with these new consoles because they're essentially PC games wrapped up in a different style box. Yeah. Um, Now, yes, the Wii U has... Or the Nintendo have IP, killer IP... But you're right, they they put the wrong products on the wrong thing. Yeah, make a fantastic console, put Zelda on it, launch Zelda on it. That's, that's launch the thing. Mario Kart on it, launch those 
big games. Don't promise us a game and then wait two years to give it to us because people will get bored. Um, but the problem they've now got is that they've looped themselves out of, or they've knocked themselves out of the generational shift, generational jump cycle. So by launching and trying to get ahead by a year of those other two consoles, they're now trailing behind the newer ones. It's, like, the new ones. it's like they it, don't even understand what's going on. It's like they they're have, in their own little fucking world. Well, Awata has, has basically said that um, in this uh, in this earnings call, he said that you know they they are going to have to look at the way they run their business, um, and he's going to see it through. He's not actually falling on his sword, which surprises me. I thought he would have maybe stepped down after this, um, but he's adamant that he can uh, oversee uh, a change in uh, fortunes when it comes to the Wii U. A lot of people seem to speculate that might mean a price drop, and that is what will help sell it. If you knock a hundred bucks off that device and and make it at a reasonable price, because we all, I mean, if you look at something like the PS4 and the Xbox One, um, and so I mean, Microsoft and Sony have always sold the hardware at a loss to start off with, knowing full well it's long term gain when selling software nintendo always make profit yeah and as such i've always seen the need to do that but if they can say right we need to drop the price doesn't matter if we're taking it a loss the more if we can if this sells us another five million units over the space of a year Think of all the software and the software that we have to license and the software that's made by us mainly because people aren't going to buy that console to play Call of Duty on and uh, FIFA. They're going to buy it to play Mario 7, uh, Mario Kart and and uh, what's the other one? The, uh, Mario? No, the what's the one with the... I've lost the fuck... The battle one. I've lost oh, the name. Super Smash Brothers. Thank you. That vanished from my head. <laughs> How weird. I was thinking Battlestar Royale. No, that's the wrong platform. Um, they, uh, they're theirs. They, they take all of the money. So that seems to me like the best move. Chop that price. Chop it right down. Make it so it's an impulse buy. Because if you go into a game store, and if you see, or if Joe Blog sees that, the Nintendo Wii U has dropped in half the price and you've got already some games that are stellar, but you've got some great ones coming out. People are going to think, oh, Christ, that's a cost of three games on my other consoles. I'll pick that up. That is a, a wise purchase, you know, you know, long-term value when you think about, all right, Nintendo don't throw a lot of those games out there. But if you think we'll see, you know, you've already got Mario, you've already got Pikmin, you've already got Luigi's Mansion. If you think about, is it Luigi's Mansion? Uh, no, Luigi's Mansion. Oh, three, I keep getting three years. Yeah, I'm thinking of Wii U, but they made the Luigi one, didn't they? The Luigi U. Yeah, so, New, new yeah, Super Mario Brothers and New Luigi Brother. You've got you've got those. You've got Mario Kart. You've got Zelda. You've got Super Smash Brothers. Um, you've got donkey kong which isn't exactly a system seller but you've you've got stuff coming out bayonetta um you've got stuff coming out that's is enticing yeah you can't get anywhere else yeah and you can't and that means it becomes truly the average gamer's second system but at the moment the pc is a lot of people's second system yeah. Because of the indie games on there, which, with the exception of sort of the advances Sony's are, uh, are making in regards to courting the indie developers, is the only place you can get those. And it's, I think that people, Nintendo kind of forgotten what they were good at. It was those quirky titles that people fell in love with. And that's fine making them, but if you are sticking them on a system that cannot sell because you have mismarketed it and priced it out of people's range 
it doesn't matter what you make. You, yeah. you, it's they're gonna fall flat on his ass. So I think they need to take it. I think they need to go hands up. Okay, we made an error with it. We're playing with the big boys here. We shouldn't be. We should be doing our own thing. And as such, drop the price. Or you know, drop the price. I mean, what is it over? Is it three hundred bucks? I think it's three hundred. I mean, you can so, find them. I mean, some of them come with a game. Like I think it comes with like um, New Super Mario Brothers for three fifty. Why not? Yeah. Shave shave the price down two hundred bucks, and throw in um, Super Mario Wii U. Not a new, you don't expect them to throw in a new game. Throw in one of the older games, but a Mario. Put Mario. Throw Mario in with it somewhere. Yeah. And you drop that down. I mean, two hundred bucks. That is three games on the next gen. Um, you know, on a Xbox One or a, um, a, a PS4. And that makes it fun. And I get a game with it, and it's a Mario game. You know, I mean, yes, I know that the gamepad is a thing, and people say, well, the gamepad costs a bit. Yeah, I, I guess it does. But you, what's what's worse, taking a hit or having a warehouse full of those things not selling? Well, the problem is, is they want to make the the Nintendo a family friendly and something that everybody can have and stuff like that. And the problem is, is that the, the hardware is not comparable to the the things that it, I don't want to sound like a uber nerd who, uh. who who wants to rage about stuff, but Nintendo forgets who made them popular, and Nintendo forgets who put them on top, and it was the hardcore video game player. And the hardcore video game player is going to where they're going to get their hardcore games. Yeah, I mean, the Wii was a fluke, um, a very successful, and will technically keep Nintendo alive and flush with cash for a long time. But, you know, they're going in the wrong direction. And, yeah, I mean, they need to do something, um, because if they don't, you're going to end up having Mario on your three on your um, Xbox One and your PS4. Because that's I've... what it will come to. They have to make a, a clever decision here, one that is going to turn their fortunes around. You, you know, at this point, you're thinking the Wii U's never going to sell as many um, uh, consoles, even now, um, as much as the PS4 or the Xbox One. But if they can, if they can get the total lifetime sales up to 10, 15, 20 million. It's more than it's looking like at the moment. And that's 10, 15, 20 million copies of these grade A quality titles that only Nintendo make. Yep. You know? I mean, if they... (laughs) I I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Um, But five, six, seven, eight, maybe ten years down the line... When Nintendo and Sony and Microsoft start talking about, all right, we're getting ready to release our new consoles. Nintendo needs to come out the exact same year Sony and Microsoft do. Mm. They need to be just as powerful as the next Xbox and PlayStation 5. And they need to come out. And and the thing that will put them on top, or the things that will help them get up on top, is you need to launch with a Mario. You need to need to launch with a Zelda. You need one of those a, a, big met, a Metroid or something like that. Instead of saying it's coming and then waiting two years, I mean, yeah. and then letting everyone down. I mean, it's ways. It, but um, you know, time will tell on it. Um, you know, it doesn't help that, although, however friendly their uh, system is, operating system, because it is um, playing online with your friends is a ball ache, just like it is on the Wii uh, on 3DS, because. Nintendo still don't understand that you don't want codes that you have to exchange. You want IDs that you just type in and it's, you know, they've got that all wrong. That needs to be sorted out. You know, people are, you know, moving towards online gaming. And so, you know, gaming in general, you look at the Destiny and, and Titanfall, you know, single players there, but it's all multiplayer, single player focused. Yeah. And so, you know, playing online is even in single player, is a crucial part of the future of gaming. And you're not going to do that on a console that is just an absolute ball ache to, yeah. to, to add your friends to. So they've, they've got some work to do. At least they are now standing up and acknowledging that there has been an issue, that they have got it wrong and that they need to change. And that's the start of change, is admitting there's a problem. So, you know, it's sort of alcoholic. You know, <laughs> the first sign of you 
you know, recovering is admitting you've got a problem. And, and that's the, that's exactly it here. You know, where will they be in a year's time when it comes to the Wii U? No one knows, but um, at least they can admit we got it wrong and we are going to do what we can to try and turn it around because that's what we do. You know, we don't see ourselves as a, uh, a second-rate company. We, are, we see, pride ourselves on, on bringing innovation to the to the industry and and you need to get back to doing that you know well they so, think they think they are you know with the Wii and the Wii U that's the thing is that, you know they they have these peripherals well, they, they think that's they innovation well they thought they were with the Wii U uh, well sorry with the Wii I think they got too big for their bloody boots and they kind of took it for granted and and we all you know see how that turned out yeah. and so we'll we'll see but fair play to them hopefully they can turn it around you know i'm i'm a, I'm a wii u owner i want to see it do well because you know i don't want that to be put out to die and and us not to get a new zelda you know or a, a, a new mario or whatever i you know i'd love to see i'd love to play something like super mario galaxy 3 on a wii u but that's not going to happen until um they can turn uh, around the sails so um we have talked oh, for quite some length, even if it was just the two of us. So I apologise. Um, I know it's really boring listening to us, but um, thanks for bearing with it. Um, of course, you can get in contact with the show. Uh, it's at ZTGD Newsburst. You can tweet us your news-related items. I must admit, because our change in schedule, I completely forgot to send a tweet out today to let you know I was recording. But <laughs> you can tweet us throughout the week. Give us your opinions of some of the news stories that break, should any break. Um, you can follow both me and Drew on Twitter as usual, uh, at DML Fury for Drew and at John W UK uh, for myself and uh uh, at Killer Wolverine, if you want to give Justin a follow, somebody needs to because that fucker doesn't answer my texts. Um, uh, you can also listen to uh, Drew's lovely voice on the Phoenix Down podcast, uh, which goes out. What day does that normally go out? Uh, it's usually Fridays. Fridays. So um, the new episode, which is obviously, as uh, Drew mentioned earlier, uh, finishing up Binary Domain, is available now. Look forward to Blue Dragon. Uh, with Drew and Ken. Uh, anyone else on that one? No, just me, Ken, and Matt. Oh, there you go. Just uh, uh, Drew, Ken, and Matt. Um, look forward to that soon. And, of course, the N4G radio podcast, which is, uh, as usual, airing on Mondays. You can hear both myself and Drew and the rest of the team talk shite for two hours. Um, so that will we'll wrap that up we'll call that a day and we will see you guys or speak to you guys uh, next week thanks for listening Tetris.